What's up, y'all? It's Lisa A. Smith. Happy New Year. Uh, I wanted to hop on real quick. This is super impromptu, but uh, we're not due for another podcast episode until next Wednesday. So if you're a regular follower of the podcast, remember, we are every other Wednesday. So we're due for a new episode next Wednesday. But I was so inspired this morning, so motivated by 2020, jumped out the bed, was so productive this morning. So I wanted to share with you guys the things that I've accomplished in 2020 so far. (laughs) Um, I hope you're having a phenomenal, phenomenal day, phenomenal new year. And I want to go over a couple of things really quickly because I was kind of thinking about all the things I do and all the things I've done and how I managed to do it all, which is a common question, a common inquiry that I get from colleagues, that I get from clients, and they're like, you're everywhere, you're always speaking, you always have programs going on, you have lectures, uh, you have classes and courses, how, how, how do you manage it all? And I was, it kind of dawned on me this morning, one of the reasons I'm able to manage it all. So I want to share with you what that is. Now, First and foremost, let me tell you what I'm sipping on. I'm about to share the tea with you, okay? Uh, That's a little corny segment I just created, you know? Uh, I'm about to spill the tea. So listen, I am sipping on a herbal tea this morning. I've already gotten mm, about 60 ounces of water in. I'm recording this. It's 2 p.m. on January 1st, 2020. And I've already gotten in about 60 ounces of water. I've been up since 8 a.m which is pretty late for me. So I kind of slept in. I only got about five hours of sleep, went to bed at 3 a.m. And um, now I am sipping on some herbal tea. I get it from a woman at our local farmer's market here in Detroit at Easter Market. She makes these beautiful teas. Uh, She curates them from scratch, adds all of the ingredients herself, bags them up. And the one I'm currently sipping on is a Rubos tea. It's called All For You. And um, I am caffeine free. So my teas are always caffeine free. And it is made with hibiscus, lemongrass, ginger, rose hip, apple, sunflower, passion flower, raspberry, strawberry, kiwi, rose, and raspberry leaves. Deep, right? So uh, really floral this tea and it is absolutely delicious. I always chop up fresh ginger in my tea. So I got my fresh organic ginger in here, my hot water. It's a loose tea. So I have to put it in my, uh, decanter or whatever it's called myself, my, my loose tea thingy. And, uh, I let it steep for about three to five, sometimes five to seven minutes. And it is so delicious. So if I have to take a pause, over the next couple of minutes. I'm going to try and keep this episode short. It's because I'm sipping on this delicious herbal tea. First of all, uh, happy anniversary to me. This is the one year anniversary to the date that I gave up refined sugar. Woo woo. So if you guys have been listening to me for a while, heard any of my lectures, you know, I am super anti-sugar. And although I've been a plant-based vegan for years, I have not been refined sugar-free for years, right? And so one of the things I promote around really mastering a plant-based lifestyle is that you have to let that sugar go. And I know that's one of the hardest things for a lot of people to give up. It really is an addiction. It is a narcotic. Um, And you should actually search for a past episode that I released on here called Sugar is a Narcotic when I was interviewed at a local radio station here in Detroit. 
and I go into detail. It's only about 30 minutes. And I just talk about the detriments of sugar. So search for sugar is a narcotic on uh, whatever platform you're listening to this on. Uh, but today I gave up, I vowed to give up refined sugar, January 1st of 2019. And so today is that one year anniversary. And when I tell you my life has been changed, like 2019 was such a productive year for me. And I definitely attribute a lot of that to my diet, uh, to my health and fitness to my intentionality around health and fitness. Um, but very specifically my giving up refined sugar because my brain fires like crazy guys. Like when I say my clarity, my recall, my ability to rapidly problem solve, uh, sleep is different, emotional stability. I'm able to really, I have a really heightened level of self-awareness around um, the decisions I make, the feelings I feel and how I make others feel. And I'm able to quickly take responsibility for them, whether they're good or bad, right? I take responsibility for the good as much as I do the bad, right? So I am very, very clear, right? And and so when, I'm, when I was thinking about, I was talking to a client the other day and I was thinking about, you know, the words that I want to kind of assign to 2020, um, for myself will be abundance for you. It will be clarity, right? I was able to gain clarity in 2019 and I want to wish and hope for the same for you, but you got to do the work to get it right. If you have things that you're trying to resolve issues that you're trying to work through, um, you have to get clarity. You have to basically position yourself on a different frequency to be able to receive the answers, the enlightenment and the teachers and the coaches that you need to help you resolve whatever you're working through. The only way you're going to get clarity is with proper positioning. And the only way you can get proper positioning is by clearing out the junk, right? So all the fog, all the mucus, a lot of that has to do with diet, guys. I promise you, a lot of it has to do with diet. A lot of it has to do with your uh, personal ecosystem who you're surrounding yourself with, who you're not surrounding yourself with. You might need to get around some folks. Sometimes we're often talk about getting rid of people, but uh, you also have to be intentional about getting around certain people, where whether it's those people who are going to give you love, people who are going to make you laugh, people who are going to give you knowledge and contacts and resources, you know, people pouring to you in different ways. And we need to be touched in all those multitude of ways. So get clarity. That's my, my hope and wish for you this year. Enough of my intro rambling. I just was like so shocked with my level of productivity this morning that I totally had to hop on here and share. I said, let me tell them, uh, you know, just, I couldn't believe it. I was like, wow. So, okay. Let me tell you all the stuff I done did in 2020. Let me take a sip. Okay, so all the things I've managed to accomplish in 2020 so far in this order. I've prayed, I've meditated, I've read two chapters um, in two different books. So one chapter each, I'm, I'm reading two different books right now. Uh, so I read a chapter in each. I've drank a green smoothie and in that green smoothie, it was made with dandelion greens, uh, spirulina, a half a banana, a quarter of an apple, ground flaxseed, oat milk, and finally, oh, a few pieces of frozen pineapple. I've washed a load of clothes. I've coached a client, a client who was taking my digital farm to table course. We had a coaching session this morning. I've uh, booked two radio interviews for this month. I've been booked on two different radio interviews this month. Uh, and that just happened this morning. 
I've worked out, did a high intensity interval, 30 minute workout, and I started a new Netflix series. Come on now. Come on now. Come through 2020 one more time. I prayed. I've meditated. I've read two chapters on in, in these two separate personal development books that I'm reading. I've drank a green smoothie. I've watched a load of colors. I've coached a client. I've got booked for two different radio interviews for this month. I've worked out and I've started a new Netflix series. Your girl bad out here. And you already know I've down 60 ounces of water already. So I'm already on my way to a gallon and it's only 2 p.m. in the afternoon. And did I mention I've only been up since 8 a.m., which is late for me. Usually by 8 a.m., I've probably coached two clients and worked out myself. So this is like a holiday, right? It's a holiday. So I was like, boom, don't worry about hopping up. I don't have to be anywhere at 6, 37 in the morning like I usually do. So uh, slept in to 8 because I didn't get to bed to 3. And uh, that's all been accomplished in the first like five or six hours of my day. Uh, I am so proud of myself. I've also eaten a plate of uh, green beans. So I had some plants, right? So I got my plants in my smoothie, but I believe uh, wholeheartedly in eating whole food as much as you, you know, liquefy food. So I did the dandelion greens in the smoothie, but then I also roasted some fresh green beans, seasoned them well, chopped up some fresh garlic, so I ate a plate of green beans. Then right before I hopped on to record, I also um, ate a plate of nachos. Hello. So let me tell you about my nachos real quick. Plant-based foodie over here. I made my quinoa meat the other day because your girl loves tacos. Um, and if you ever make me choose between tacos and anything else, uh, everything else loses. But I love tacos. So I made my quinoa meat. The other day, my quinoa meat is in my recipe book, The Plant-Based Foodie, and it's simply quinoa, and then you mix in uh, salsa, uh, nutritional yeast, uh, chili powder, sea salt, and um, I dice up some fresh onions in there. Then you mix all that together, and then you roast it in the oven for like... 25 to 30 minutes and you have like it's a more of a taco filling consistency it's not like quinoa before you add all that stuff in uh, where it falls all over the place um and so that's my quinoa meat it's in my recipe book it's my like my probably my favorite recipe in my recipe book next to the uh, chickpea tuna and so sometimes I make tacos with my quinoa meat but other times I make nachos so I made nachos I have my tortilla chips I buy these local tortilla chips at uh, this market in Ferndale, Michigan called Western Market. And it's this local company. I like to buy local as much as possible. So I got my local tortilla chips made right here in Michigan. They're called Aunt Knees. I love them. Made in Detroit. And so I put the chips on the plate first. Because y'all know I'm all about them food descriptions. If you listen to a couple of past episodes, you know I like to excite Jay by giving her a food description. So check it out. So, okay. You get your plate, right? Now, you got to have a nice size plate. I prefer a dinner plate. Typically, I would advise you to not use a dinner plate because we usually eat, you know, too big of portion sizes. But if you want to do this nacho bel grande thing right, you got to have a dinner plate. That's first and foremost. I put my chips at the bottom of the plate. Now, this is a layering thing. Now, let me be clear. Sometimes, if I'm feeling fancy... I'll make the nacho bel grande with everything besides the chips. I'll put the chips on the side and I'll do a little scoop 
dip situation. That's when I'm being cute. But when I'm being a little more ratchet with it, I like to put the chips at the bottom of the plate, okay? Then I top the chips with the quinoa meat, okay? So, boom, you got the chips, very lightly salted or no salt at all. Quinoa meat on top, nice and fresh, warm. Make sure that quinoa meat warm. So, like I said, I made mine the other day, so I heated it up. Got the quinoa meat. Then I sprinkled the green onion and fresh cilantro on top of the quinoa meat. Follow me now. Then I topped that with the fresh diced organic tomatoes. Listen to your girl. We eating over here, okay? Fresh, cut up, organic tomato. So, boom, we got the chips, the quinoa meat, the green onion and cilantro that's been pre-diced up. Then we got the organic tomatoes. Dice that up real sexy. Here's the kicker. To, to tie all that together, to bind it all together so it's not falling apart every time you pick up a nacho, that's when you drizzle the taco sauce on it. So I, I personally buy the Taco Bell taco sauce, about $1.39 at Meyer. Drizzle the taco sauce on there. Then that's when I add my dollop of homemade guacamole. Listen, guys. There is nothing better than homemade guacamole. I'm gonna be honest with you. Like if you're gonna do Mexican at home, you have to make your guacamole from scratch. This is just a nice ripe avocado, fresh lime juice, squeeze in there, a little bit of sea salt. That's it. D-A-S-S-I-T, that's it. You hear me? Stir it up, so delicious. Very, very simple. Listen to all this whole real food. So y'all think being vegan mean I'm just always eating salads or I'm eating some processed bean burgers or some faux meat, something that's trying to taste and imitate meat. No, this is all real food. I'm not, this ain't no beyond me. I didn't get nothing out of the freezer section. Like this is all made from, it's the lit, the flavors, it's just an explosion. Anyway, I'm not done. I get too excited. I'm sorry. I need Jay here to referee me. I don't have any supervision. So then I got the dollop of the homemade guac. Okay. Here's the finisher. Y'all ready? Get ready. Get ready. Then on top of the homemade guac, you put a dollop of the homemade sour cream. <laughs> let me take a sip of this tea. Let you let that sink in. I said a dollop of the homemade sour cream. Y'all, listen. If you're on my email list, then... You receive, you'll receive an email from me today about this impromptu episode. In that email about this impromptu episode will lie the recipe for this homemade sour cream. Okay? So you need to be on the email list to get this recipe. Okay? So make sure you're on my email list. Okay? If you are not on the email list, you're going to miss out on this delicious homemade sour cream listen i am going to put the link to join my email list in the show notes okay so whatever platform you listen to this on just click the link it's gonna say join my email list here click the link drop your name and email in there you'll be privy to all my future plant-based recipes because i get down and i don't play with this thing because i can't be teaching this and making and then not giving y'all the recipes to back it up because everybody want to know how it tastes everybody know the best ingredient and the most important ingredient in any recipe is taste am i lying 
I ain't think so. So listen, that's my nachos. Now I'm about to get into some serious stuff, but I had to share that with y'all because it touched my soul and my spirit. I said, if this is the way 2020 about to be set up, we winning. We winning. Y'all know I get excited. Okay. So one more game. The chips, lightly salted or no salt at all. The quinoa meat that you previously made. The green onion and fresh cilantro. Oh my God. A party in your mouth, right? Then you do the diced organic tomatoes. Always buy your tomatoes organic. There's some foods that should always be bought. Organic tomatoes is one of them. Then you drizzle the taco sauce on there. Very key step because that's going to keep things together as you're picking those chips up with your ratchet taco eating, right? And your, your nacho eating. That's That was me. That was me. Like, And I got her to be wearing a white tee, just risking it all, okay? So then after the taco sauce, you put your dollop of your fresh homemade guacamole on there and then a dollop of the homemade sour cream, which if you're not on my email list, click the link in the show notes. Click that link, get on my email list ASAP. Do yourself an entire favor. So that's been my day so far. Super productive. But what I was thinking about, I'm like, man, I done coached a whole client for 30 minutes. I done been on the phone with folks who wanted to book me for an interview because it's the top of the year. And they're like, come get these people healthy. And I'm like, I'm ready and I'm all here for it. Um, I've worked out. I've poured into, I've done all my personal development things, prayer, meditation, reading, and I've watched a load of clothes and started a new Netflix series. And I was thinking, I'm like, man, Lise, like you really be rocking and rolling, like level of pro- productivity be through the roof. And I don't know why today was so special. Maybe it's because it's a new year. The sun is out. I'm not sure because this today is not an anomaly for me, guys. Like this is an average day for me. Like my day is uh, usually starts off super productive like this. And I intentionally front load my day. So what that means is I like to schedule appointments, coaching sessions, workouts, interviews, whatever, as early in the day as possible um, for a variety of reasons. One, that's when we're the sharpest. We are decision-making fuel is still really high. Um, you probably, guys have probably heard me talk about in past episodes about uh, decision-making fuel. Um, but usually we're sharper... <clears throat> And we're making better decisions earlier in the day. Um, And then not only that, I just like to, I prefer to reserve my evenings uh, for social, for my social life. I prefer to reserve my evenings for um, my my afternoons and my evenings for other things that I may be into, right? Like this year, I'm taking up tap dancing. Um, I might continue my flight lessons. Like, uh, and then of course, you know, I got a weekly tea date with a friend and then I have, um, you know, things that I like to do, like stuff that come up. I, I go out to dinner with colleagues all the time. And so I just like to preserve my afternoons and my evenings. So I really tend to front load my day. But today, I think the thing that made me wanted to share it, made me want to share with you guys is I was thinking about why it was so possible, not just possible, but extremely easy for me to perform at this high of a level and I realized it's because I stay in my lane and so the reason I'm able to do 100 miles per hour is because I'm in my lane right now follow me on this metaphor because a lot of times when we're not in our lane and your lane is essentially, uh, it could be your purpose, it can be your calling, it could be your gift, and, and purpose and gift ain't always the same thing. But it can be, it could be something that comes easier for you than it does for other people, right? And so I'm in my lane. 
okay? And because I'm in my lane, I'm able to go 100 miles per hour or faster. Typically, we're slowed down because we're in the wrong lane. And that slowing down is what we call resistance, okay? And so when we're not in our lane and when we're being pulled or pushed uh, and, and, or when we're forcing, like the momentum is trying to get us over into the, to the other lane, but we're trying to force this thing. We're trying to force this thing that doesn't fit because we feel like, oh, I've put this much, uh, time in these many years and I've invested this much money in it. Um, you know, I made a commitment. I don't want to go back on my work. All of these excuses, or it's not time yet. I, I need to put my family or my kids or my husband first or my parents first. I need to put, so we make Make up these excuses as to why we're not in our lane. And when we're not in our lane, we can't go as fast as we, as, as our potential would ideally allow uh, because we're being disobedient. Okay. And so the reason I'm able to go this fast when people say, Lisa, oh my God. Oh my, okay. So let me get this straight. You're speaking this, you have a first Saturday nutrition class. Then you have a fourth Wednesday nutrition class. But wait, I just saw a flyer where you're going to be speaking at this vision board. Now you're going to be speaking at this company. And I, you just came down my timeline or I was just in my doctor's office and I was talking to somebody and they recommended you and you've been all, oh my God, farm to how do you have time to teach two farm to table classes this semester? And wait a minute, did you say you about to go out of town? Like, how can you travel? and teach and speak and create and blah, blah, blah. And you're also the executive director of a nonprofit. How in the world do you do it all? Well, I'm in my lane. Every single thing is connected. There's nothing that I do that doesn't have to do with plant-based nutrition. So although there are different legs, they're all on the same animal. You feel me? So we all can, we all walk in the same direction. Nobody's walking back, back, backwards. Nobody's walking to the right, to the left. We're all in the same lane. I'm able to be the executive director of the plant-based nutrition support group. I'm able to teach my six week plant-based intensive farm from table live. I'm able to get booked for interviews and speaking gigs, right? I'm able to create a plant-based certification. I'm able to continue to work out for myself personally and eat plants every day and literally do everything that I tell everybody else to do and be a woman of integrity because I, it's all in the same lane. And so I can go hundred miles per hour because I speak this lane. I'm so fluent in my language. I'm so fluent in my language. And that's what hit me this morning. And that's just really what I wanted to share, right? You're trying to maybe speak too many. You're trying to be multilingual, right? You're trying to be multilingual. I wish Jay was here because she would just be all over my love metaphors today. She loves it. But um, you're trying to speak too many too many languages, right? And so you need to master one language, stay in your lane, and that's when your speed will pick up. You can speed and when you're in your own lane. And so I'm obedient to that. Now, let me tell you, I'm going to go a little further before I wrap up here and tell you why this is possible. Why am I able not only to uh, get so many opportunities, but go after so many opportunities. But here's the best part. I'm able to create so many opportunities. It's because a couple things. I'm fearless. Now, the reason I'm fearless and I'm and I'm and fearless does not mean I don't experience fear, right? Even though that's the exact definition of fearless, right? It's not that I'm without fear. It's that that my actions are fearless, 
not my feelings. Okay. So I take fearless action, although I may feel apprehension or fear. So my actions are fearless. Okay. And I'm fearless. And the reason somebody can call me and say, we want you to come on and talk about this. Or we want you to, you know, U of M called me about a month ago now and said, we want you back at, at our veg week this year in May. You know, I want we want to book you. The reason I'm like, oh, uh, let's get it. The reason I can go speak into, in front of hundreds of people about the disparities in, in the black community about plant-based nutrition um, is because I'm fearless. But I'm fearless because I'm confident. But I'm confident because I have evidence. And I have evidence because I love the work enough to do it. Don't worry, I'm about to repeat that whole hookup. I take fearless action because I'm confident. But I'm only confident because I have evidence. I have evidence because I love the work enough to actually do it. Okay? So I do the work, meaning I study the science. I go to the lectures I read the book, right? I create the programming. I, I, I take clients and people through my programs. I create environments where people can come and hear me speak and I get up for two hours confidently telling them how to eat, how not to eat, where to start, the science behind behavior change. So I do the work. I do the work to learn my craft, but I, I do the work to learn my craft because I love the work. So I'm in love with my work. I'm in love with my work. And because I'm in love with my work, I do it. Right. So I'm not what I'm saying is I'm not operating my company off a of theory. I'm not often operating my company off an of idea. I'm operating it off of evidence because I've done the work. Right. So when I send out emails and people and I'm sending out reviews from past students and reviews from current clients and reviews from people who have been in my audiences for my lectures. It's that's, that's me doing the work. And those are just happy. I'm just sharing with you the receipts of the work I've done, but the work I, I, I do, I'm able to do it because I love it. So then I, 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 I'm able to create programming and platforms around it to prove what I've learned. So now I have the evidence when I get the proof when I get the evidence, it then leads to confidence. So what happens? That confidence allows me to do things like increase prices. Come on, let's translate it to business now. That confidence allows me to do things like increase pricing. That confidence allows me to do things like offer scholarships. That confidence allows me to do things like say, make a bold statement or challenge other experts in my field. I don't shrink. Right. I don't shrink because I'm confident because I have the evidence and that confidence is what makes me fearless. And that's why I'm able to go 100 miles per hour because I'm in my lane. None of the things I do are a deviation from my lane. I'm not veering over to the faster. Line. I'm not veering over to the slow. Line. I'm in my lane. And so although I'm doing a million things. Each one is teaching me something. Every time I teach a farm to table course, I learn something. Every time I'm managing my staff at the plant-based nutrition support group, I'm, I'm learning something. Every time I get in front of a group of people, whether it be 10 or 100, I'm learning something. 
every time I get, you know, reached out to do an interview on somebody's podcast, on somebody's radio show, on somebody's television show, I'm learning something. But if you notice, the thread and the subject matter is all the same, right? And so it helps me become a better version of me. They say, uh, I remember when my mentor told me, and I'm wrapping up, guys. Let me take a sip. I remember when um, my mentor, who I'm with a couple times a week, about three times a week, I, I love her to death. She's an amazing, amazing woman. And uh, I remember when she first said to me, favor ain't fair. And I was like, ooh, run that one more again now. She said, favor ain't fair. <clears throat> and that's true. That's so true. Like favor ain't fair. Some of us have favor. However, what I believe has happened or what, what sometimes happened is that we confuse the word favor with luck. And so when we hear sometimes that, you know, uh, oh, you have favor. She, he or she has favor. You know, you know, the, the teacher likes them most. They have favor with the teacher. They have favor with the boss at work. They have favor right there because, you know, the root of, uh, the word favorite is favor, right? And so we, we assume that somebody gets, it's getting something special sometimes for nothing. And I think when we use the term he or she has favor, sometimes we're, a lot of us, think it's synonymous with luck. And so one of the final things I want to do in this impromptu first conversation of 2020 <laughs> is uh, reframe the word favor for you. Uh, because <clears throat> favor ain't fair. And I've realized, just like my mentor, I have favor. But I have favor, not because I'm lucky, but because I have intentional positioning. I've been very intentional about my positioning and that has led to favor, right? When I can say definitively, usually in Metro Detroit, um, oftentimes somebody might make a post, let's say on Facebook and say, I want, I'm ready to give up meat. Um, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I, I have health issues. Uh, I need to lose weight. I want to try this plant-based thing out. I need recommendations, guys. I need recommendations for a chef. I need recommendations for a program. I need recommendations for a coach. Drop them below. Now, this happens to me on Facebook all the time. My name is going to be in those comments. Sometimes more than once. Like, it'll be multiple people who'll be like, you need to check out Lisa A. Smith. You need to check out Lisa A. Smith. Now, I'm not saying this braggadociously. What I'm saying is I've positioned myself to be recommended, right? I've positioned myself for that faith. I've done the work. So it's not that I'm just lucky enough to be thought of. I'm top of mind for people because I intentionally stay top of mind. I know one of the ways you're successful in business is, is by recency, meaning how, how recent or when's the last time your audience has heard from you. I make sure that you guys constantly hear from me. I position myself at the forefront of your mind. So when you think of plant-based nutrition, I, it is my duty as a good businesswoman and as a teacher of this content to make sure that I'm top of mind for you. 
And as I grow nationally, as, as my brand grows, as my name grows nationally, it's only going to increase. I'm only going to get more favor, but I get favor because of my intentional positioning, right? So favor ain't fair, but favor also ain't luck. So when you see me doing great things, right, it's not that, wow, it was just her time, which it was. Timing is a thing. But I I want you guys to know I do the work. I wake up in the morning. I do the work. I'm productive. I do the work professionally, but I also do the work personally, right? And so I make sure that I, I practice every single thing I preach. When I'm talking about intermittent fasting, it's because I do it. When I talk about giving up refined sugar, it's because I did it. When I talk about the power of high-intensity interval trainings, it's because I do it. When I talk about drinking 25 to 30 ounces of water within the first 30 minutes of waking, it's because I do it. When I talk about being intentional about curating your own personal ecosystem and eliminating people and entities out of your life who bring an energy that don't vibe with yours, it's because I did it. And so I have that confidence because I have that evidence because I'm in love with my work enough to do it. That's the first lesson I got y'all for for y'all for 2020. That's it. I love this stuff, man. I absolutely love it. I love you guys. Thank you so much for following along, for playing along, for being on this journey. Um, I think I'm going to go this year a little more public with the business coaching that I do. It's not a uh, public thing. It's not known. Like if you go to my website, if you, um, you know, if, if you talk to anybody who recommends me, everybody's going to recommend me for health. But one of the things I do is I do coach in business. And I have a couple coaching business clients who I've been working with for some time. And um, I think I'm going to make it a thing this year. Like I've been getting excited lately about business. I was just writing down uh, a new masterclass that I want to create. Now I don't know who I'm creating this masterclass for. I have no idea uh, who I'm going to say. I don't have an audience around business. Like you guys know me for help. Now I could come on and talk to you about business. You'll probably listen just because, but you know, you probably go somewhere else right now. If you're an entrepreneur or a budding entrepreneur, um, or just, you know, a high performing professional, you probably have somebody else that you go to for that, right? You probably come here for the health. And, and I'm not trying to take that over per se, but I, I, I love the business part so, so much. And so, um, I have a masterclass about branding, uh, already that I did a couple months ago in Detroit for a live audience, but I recorded it, but I, um, am now creating a masterclass about, uh, the science behind behavior change. So how to get a human, another human to change their behavior and the five things that are key for behavior change. And I think I'm gonna create that as a business masterclass. I don't know where I'm putting this. I haven't created, I ain't got no platform. All my platforms is for health, the black health Academy, farm to table, farm to table legacy, the podcast, the Black Health Academy podcast, like LisaAngelSmith.com, the plant-based foodie, every, the plant-based foodie meal planner, every product, everything I've ever created is centered around health because I'm in my lane. So, um, but I do want to talk about business a little more, um, specifically for us, you know, people of color, entrepreneurship is essential, but what often happens is we uh, will start the businesses, but 
Sometimes we can't keep them going for a variety of reasons, and some of those reasons are often our own fault. Um, and I, but it's only because we haven't been taught, right? And so, making sure number one, you know the difference between a hustle and a business, it's it's essentially important. Important, but if you're in a helping field, like I am. Right. If you're in a helping field. So like I don't make, you know, product, I don't make, you know, coffee mugs or T-shirts or, you know, hair products or anything. I'm not, I'm not knocking anybody who does that, but I'm saying the industry that I'm in, I'm in a helping industry. So if you're in a space where you serve people, whether you teach them nutrition like I do, personal trainer, you know, a massage therapist, uh, whether you are an energy worker, you know, you help people through meditation. Like if you're in a helping field and in the way that you serve, you know how important it is to know the science behind behavior change because you learn very quickly that just teaching people what you know does not get them to change their behavior, right? People are not eating sugar because they don't know it's bad for them. You feel me? So like, how do I get people to stop eating the sugar? Right. And so I'm, I'm creating a masterclass about behavior change. And this comes from, again, evidence. It ain't coming from theory, something I read in a book. It literally comes from evidence. So I'm basically documenting the things I've identified as key indicators, key components of getting another human to change their behavior. And that's really, really huge. So um, if you're interested in that, let me know. I mean, I don't know. Shoot me an email. Hello at lisaangelsmith.com um, or drop a comment below this, this short podcast episode, whatever you want to do. I don't know what I'm doing with this y'all, but it, it popped up. I'm gonna create it and I might table it. I might just bottle it until 2021. I don't know. Cause it's going to forever be relevant. But, um, when I, when I get that creative juice like that, cause my mind is so clear from no sugar, then <laughs> I like to put it down, record it, you know, package it somewhere and do something with it. I might just give it to my business clients for free. Um, or, you know, I don't know, you, you know, or I might create a little mini master series about entrepreneurship, whatever, who knows? Anyway, one final thing I wanted to actually say, um, uh, about business and about, uh, being fearless is, um, I told you your word for this year. Look, look at me. I'm so bossy. Let me assign you a word. <laughs> anyway, I told you your word for this year was clarity, but also I want your uh, word for this year to be fearless. Um, and again, that has nothing to do with not feeling fear. That's an emotion that you can't control. It has everything to do with taking fearless action. And that's a very different thing. But one of the quotes I heard recently that I really like is that you can fail by starting a business that goes bankrupt or you can fail by not starting a business at all. Boom. <laughs> you can fail by starting a business that goes bankrupt or you can fail by not starting a business at all. And and we all know failure um, is an option. I, they say failure is not an option, but failure is a total option. Like we do things all the time and fail at them. And that's okay. Like, you know, you know, we got all that like that sexy terminology, fail forward. You know, it's not a loss, it's a lesson, all that sexy stuff. But what I'm saying is failure is totally an option. You feel me? But if I had my choice, I would fail uh, by starting a business that didn't work out versus never starting. They're both failures, right? And and another uh, saying that I really love is that um, we're all we're all self-made. Only the millionaires admit it. <laughs> Say what now? I was like, when I heard that, when y'all, I was like, oh y'all, oh y'all hitting hard. We're all self-made. Only the millionaires admit it, right? 
to think about that. Basically, we're all where we are because of our own doing. You are where you are because of your own doing. So if you're not where you want to be, if your health is not where you want it to be financially, relationally, if you're not where you want to be career-wise, personal development-wise, if you're not where you want to be, you are where you are because of you. But that only sounds sexy when it's, it's in a good place, right? When you're successful and whatever successful looks like to you. But we're all self-made. Only the millionaires admit it. That's all I got for y'all on this first day of 2020. I hope I didn't ramble. I hope I slapped some type of juiciness on your spirit this morning or this afternoon or whenever you're listening to this. I hope you guys have an absolutely phenomenal day, week, and year. Everybody about to be saying that all day, right? All all year. Um, listen, also, if you're in Metro Detroit this Saturday, January 4th, it's my first Saturday nutrition class. If you're on my email list, you'll get an email about it tomorrow, I think. Um, but a reminder, a reminder, get planted an introduction to a whole food plant-based lifestyle every first Saturday in Detroit, 1938 Franklin Street, 100% free. I show up, I lecture for two hours, I leave nothing on the table. I, the only thing I sell is my recipe books and that's optional. Like it costs nothing to get in the door, costs nothing to get in the chair, right? That's for you. You can, um, totally show up, come get this health, jumpstart your year with learning and mastering your nutrition because we know how much power is, um, in your food. And so if you're in the Metro Detroit area, please come out to my first Saturday nutrition class, January 4th, 10 a.m. I go hard from 10 to 12 um, and I will be lecturing. I'm going to drop my topics that I'll be talking about this week in the email that's going to go out tomorrow. I think I finally narrowed them down so much I wanted to say. I was like, shoot. Where are we going to start? And then I feel so much pressure because it's like January and it's like a new decade. So I'm like, I got to bring that fire. So um, get ready this Saturday, January 4th, 2020, 10 a.m., 1938 Franklin Street in Detroit. Get Planet with me. It's going down. It's your girl, Lise Smith. I'm out.